Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Behind Closed Doors. In my last episode, I was talking to you about medical gaslighting. In today's episode, I would like to talk to you about seasonal affective disorder, also known as SAD. Now, what is a seasonal affective disorder? Seasonal affective disorder is a type of depression triggered by a change in seasons, usually when fall starts. This seasonal depression gets worse in late fall or early winter before ending in the sunnier days of spring. You can also get a mild version of seasonal affective disorder known as the winter blues. It's normal to feel a little down during colder months. You may be stuck inside and it gets dark earlier. But full seasonal affective disorder goes beyond this. It's a form of depression. Unlike the winter blues, a seasonal affective disorder affects your daily life, including how you feel and how you think. Now, some people get a rare form of seasonal affective disorder called summer depression. It starts in the late spring or early summer and ends in the fall. It's less common than the seasonal affective disorder that tends to come during winter. About 5% of females in the U.S. experience seasonal affective disorder. It tends to start in a young adulthood, usually between 18 and 30. Seasonal affective disorder affects people assigned female at birth more than people assigned male at birth. Now, I agree with that. I seriously do. Because I've seen more females that struggle with a seasonal affective disorder than I do males. I myself, I struggle with the summertime version of a seasonal affective disorder. And in my opinion, I think it's like the heat. When my body temperature rises when it's hot outside or really warm outside, it like triggers something in my brain and it seems to trigger off my anxiety, my panic, my depression. And it just, I just feel so blah. And it took me a long time to actually understand what is going on with my mental health when it comes to the seasons changing. Like in late fall into winter, I seem to feel better and I don't know if it's because we're getting closer to like the Christmas season and that's something that I celebrated with my parents and my mom and I would always decorate the house around Christmas time. And that was our tradition was Christmas was our holiday. And my mother is no longer with us. Uh, we lost her in 2003 due to a heart attack at the age of 47. Uh, my mother suffered with a lot of mental health problems. Uh, she was on medication and upon her death, uh, she was still on medication. Uh, it's not quite clear what caused her heart attack. Um, I have my theories about it, but I'm not gonna get into that right now. Now, about 10 to 20% of people in America may get a milder form of the winter blues. Now, me, I don't get the winter blues. I don't know why. 
like everybody hates snow. I live in New York. I live in New York. So if you know anything about New York or you live in New York, you know how much snow we get. Uh, luckily, the weather has been really good so far. And cross my fingers that, you know, it delays the snow a little bit longer because I'd be a little more happier if we didn't see any snow sticking right away. But as I was saying, a lot of people don't like the snow. They don't like the wintertime because it's cold, blah, blah, blah. My husband, on the other hand, he hates being cold. He wants to move somewhere where it's hot. Me, I would just die in a state that is hot all the time. I have actually told my husband I want to move to Alaska. And I've been saying that for many years that I want to move to Alaska. But with the cost of living being so high lately, I doubt I'm going to be leaving New York anytime soon. Okay, so if you have seasonal affective disorder, you may experience mood changes and symptoms of depression. This includes a sadness, feeling depressed most of the day, almost every day, anxiety, carbohydrate cravings, and weight gain, extreme fatigue and lack of energy, feeling hopelessness and worthlessness, trouble concentrating, feeling irritated or agitated, your arms and legs start to feel heavy, loss of interest in usually pleasurable activities, including withdrawing from social activities. Sleeping problems, usually oversleeping. Thoughts of death or suicide. Now, when I get my seasonal affective disorder, I am definitely going right through that list of the sadness, the anxiety, the cravings, the weight gain, the fatigue. I just don't feel hopelessness or worthlessness because those are some things that I never actually felt with my mental health problems that I do have. I have never felt worthless. Uh, I have had suicidal ideations, suicidal thoughts, and um, luckily I have gotten past that and realized that my life is more important and that if I was to unalive myself, I would end my pain, but I would leave the people behind that love me to feel that pain. And that's not something I want to do. I don't want to be looking down on the people I care for and see them suffering because I took my life. I was a coward and took my life. Now, people who suffer with the summer version of seasonal affective disorder may also experience agitation and restlessness, anxiety, decreased appetite and weight loss, episodes of violent behavior, and trouble sleeping. Now, I have to disagree with a lot of those or I'm just a strange person. 
Now, I do have the agitation and the restlessness and the anxiety. I don't have episodes of violent behavior, but when it comes to the appetite and the weight, I am actually flip-flopped. I have an increased appetite and I have weight gain. So mine's a little off on what the statistics have stated are the symptoms of a seasonal affective disorder when it comes to the summertime version of it. Now, what causes a seasonal affective disorder? The things that can cause seasonal affective disorder are your biological clock changing. When there's less sunlight, your biological clock shifts. This internal clock regulates your mood, your sleep, and your hormones. When it shifts, you're out of step with the daily schedule you've been used to and can adjust to changes in daylight length. Now, this is why they say a lot of people, and most people, have the seasonal affective disorder when we're getting close to winter time because the, the days seem shorter and it gets darker sooner. So what happens is we look outside, we see that it's dark out and we're thinking in our brain that hamsters on the wheel, we're thinking, huh, it's time to go to bed. And then you look at the clock and you're like, huh, it's only 6.30 at night. Believe me, I don't know how many times I got myself ready for bed and realized it was only like 6.30, 7 o'clock at night. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Now, the wintertime version of this does not bother me because I actually like it. I don't mind the shorter days. I don't mind it getting darker earlier. I just have to adjust to it when it first starts. And... That's the thing I got to do. Another thing that causes the seasonal affective disorder is your brain chemical imbalance. Brain chemicals called neurotransmitters ascend communication between your nerves. These chemicals include serotonin, which contributes to feelings of happiness. If you're at risk of seasonal affective disorder, you may already have less serotonin activity. Since sunlight helps regulate serotonin, a lack of sunlight in the wintertime can make the situation worse. Serotonin levels can fall further, leading to depression. Another thing that causes a seasonal affective disorder is vitamin D deficiency. Your serotonin level also gets a boost from vitamin D. Since sunlight helps produce vitamin D, less sun in the wintertime can lead to a vitamin D deficiency. That change can affect your serotonin level and your mood. Melatonin boost. Melatonin is a chemical that affects your sleep patterns and mood. The lack of sunlight may stimulate an overproduction of melatonin in some people. You may feel sluggish and sleepy during the winter. Now, 
I can agree with that because in the wintertime, I do feel more sleepy. I feel a little more fatigued. And even though my seasonal affective disorder is not the wintertime one and I'm more of the summertime one, I seem to fall into that category of what's going on with my brain and melatonin and all that, making me feel a little sluggish during wintertime. But that's not all the time. It's mainly on days that I start to feel blah. Like if it's a blizzard outside or it's snowing really bad outside, then I get really tired and I just want to sit down with a cup of hot cocoa and just prop my feet up and watch something on TV. Ten chance one, it's a Christmas movie. Now, call me weird. I can watch Christmas movies and listen to Christmas music all year long. Now, another thing that causes a seasonal affective disorder is negative thoughts. Yes, negative thoughts. People with seasonal affective disorder often have stress, anxiety, and negative thoughts about the winter. Researchers, they're not sure if these negative thoughts are a cause or effect of seasonal depression. Now, I don't have negative thoughts when I have my seasonal affective disorder, but some people may, and that's where the kind of the unaliving yourself comes about with the seasonal affective disorder. Who is at risk for seasonal affective disorder? Now, I already discussed that it seems that females are more prone to it than males. And I agreed with that because as a female, I have seen many other females deal with a seasonal affective disorder. So I agree with that. And for once, I actually agree with researchers. That's a shocker because usually I don't. Now, a seasonal affective disorder is more common in people between 18 and 30 and people assigned female at birth, like I have stated before. Now, you're also at higher risk if you have another mood disorder, such as major depression disorder or bipolar disorder. Another thing is if you have relatives with seasonal affective disorder, other forms of depression or mental health conditions such as major depression or schizophrenia. Now, my mother, I guarantee this is where I inherit a lot of some of my mental health problems because she had a major depression disorder. Now, my mental health problems stem more towards uh, the abuse that I put up with in relationships. And my first husband uh, was the reason of me having a nervous breakdown or a mental breakdown. So I do see how having relatives that suffer with it can cause you to suffer with it as well because a lot of things are hereditary. A lot of things are hereditary. But not all mental health problems 
stem from a relative. Like mine, I'm double whammied. I inherited the mental health problems from my mother, plus I gained mental health problems from situations that happened in my life. Another thing that can contribute to the seasonal affective disorder is if you live in latitudes far north or far south from the equator, there's less sunlight during the winter at these latitudes. Now, you're probably thinking to yourself, well, didn't you just say you wanted to live in Alaska? Well, yeah, I do. See, the thing is, is the whole sunlight change thing and it getting darker at different times does not really affect me. Now, this one I don't understand, but I'm thinking because it causes uh, it to get gloomy out and dark and people just feel blah. Another thing is if you live in cloudy regions. Now, in my opinion, it's not just living in cloudy regions. It's more like you live in anywhere when it gets cloudy and it gets gloomy and it gets blah. You're probably thinking to yourself, how can I manage and treat my seasonal affective disorder? Light therapy. Bright light therapy using a special lamp can help treat seasonal affective disorder. Another one is a cognitive behavioral therapy, also known as a CBT. This is a type of talk therapy. Research has shown it effectively treats seasonal affective disorder, producing the longest lasting effects of any treatment approach. Antidepressant medication. Sometimes providers recommend medication for depression, either alone or with light therapy. Spending time outdoors. Getting more sunlight can help improve your symptoms. Try to get out during the day. Also, increase the amount of sunlight that enters your home or your office. So that means pull those curtains apart, open those blinds, let the natural sunlight in. Another one that I have mentioned before is vitamin D. A vitamin D supplement may help improve your symptoms. Talk to your provider before you start any supplements. Another thing you can do is request a vitamin blood panel. This will check to see if you are deficient in any vitamins. And most likely you'll be low in the vitamin D category. I had one done uh, a couple years ago and found out I was deficient in vitamin D and iron. I was put on vitamin D supplements and iron, iron supplements, but unfortunately due to a personal situation, I was not able to take those supplements. Another thing is, is that over-the-counter supplements seem to be more better for your wallet because when you get a prescription from your doctor for any type of supplement, usually you're only getting a month's worth of supply 
And if you have co-pays for your prescriptions, that actually adds up. Whereas if you go to the store and buy the over-the-counter brand, you'll get like up to three months worth of the supplement for a reasonable, reasonable price. So that is a suggestion right there. Use the over-the-counter brand before you use the prescription brand. Just make sure you talk to your doctor and find out what milligram you need to take and how often. Now, you're probably wondering, how does light therapy work? To use light therapy or phototherapy, you purchase a special lamp. It has white fluorescent light tubes covered with a plastic screen to block ultraviolet rays. The light is about 20 times brighter than a regular indoor lamp. The intensity of light emitted should be 10,000 LUX. Now, you're probably thinking to yourself, what in the world is 10,000 LUX? Well, I can tell you this. I have no clue. I just go to the store and buy my light bulbs. Usually the more uh, cost efficiency ones, those new LED ones, whatever, but that's not going to work in this situation. So it says on the box uh, or on the sticker what LUX you are getting when you purchased the light bulb. To use phototherapy, don't look directly into this light. Your exposure to the light should be indirect. Place the lamp about two to three feet away while you read, eat, work, or do other activities. What time of day should I use light therapy? The time of day you use light therapy may impact how effective it is. Morning light therapy seems to work best. Using light therapy later in the day may cause insomnia. Many health professionals recommend the 10,000 LUX for 15 to 30 minutes every day. Now, how long will it take light therapy to work? People who use a lamp for seasonal affective disorder often see results within two to four days. It may take about two weeks to reach its full benefits. So it's kind of like when you get put on a new medication and it, it takes a couple weeks before your body starts to get used to it and it starts working for you. So the light therapy is kind of like your prescription. How long do I continue to use light therapy? Healthcare providers often recommend using light therapy throughout the entire winter. Seasonal affective disorder symptoms can return quickly after stopping light therapy. Continuing to use the therapy can help you feel your best throughout the season. Is light therapy safe? Now, that's something to question because you hear about how like tanning beds, they're not safe for you or ultraviolet rays is not good for you. So how is light therapy safe? 
Light therapy is typically safe and well tolerated, but you may need to avoid light therapy if you have diabetes. If you have diabetes, there's a potential risk of damaging the retina, the back of your eye. Yeah, doesn't sound like something that you would wanna do. So if you have diabetes or retina condition, I would steer clear from that light therapy because I definitely would not want that. Another thing, medications. Certain antibiotics and anti-inflammatories can make you more sensitive to sunlight. Therefore, light therapy can then cause harm. Having a bipolar disorder. Bright light therapy and antidepressants can trigger hypomania or mania, uncontrolled boosts in mood and energy levels. If you do have a bipolar disorder, let your provider know. This will play a role in your treatment plan. Now, you're probably wondering, what are the side effects of light therapy? With light therapy, you may experience eye strain, fatigue, headaches, insomnia, or, and, irritability. Now, how to prevent seasonal affective disorder? You may not be able to prevent the first episode of seasonal affective disorder, but once your provider diagnoses you with seasonal depression, you can take steps to better manage it or even prevent it from coming back. Use your light box. Start using light therapy at the beginning of fall before you feel your seasonal affective disorder symptoms. Get out more. Spend time outdoors every day. Even if it's cloudy, daylight can help you feel better. Eat nutritious meals. Even though your body may crave starchy and sweet foods, stick to nutritious choices. Healthy foods with enough vitamins and minerals can give you the proper nutrition and energy you need. Another thing is exercise. Try to get 30 minutes of exercise at least three times a week. Exercise relieves stress and anxiety which can play a role in your seasonal affective disorder symptoms. See friends. Stay involved with your social circle and regular activities. They can provide support during the winter months. Another thing is find help. Consider seeing a mental health professional who's trained in cognitive behavioral therapy. This treatment can be very effective for seasonal affective disorder. And lastly, consider medication. And why I say lastly is that should be the last thing you try for your seasonal affective disorder. You should try those other things first before you resort to medication. Talk to your healthcare provider about taking an antidepressant. Medications can help if your symptoms are severe or if they continue after other treatments. 
In some cases, taking the medication before seasonal affective disorder begins can prevent episodes. Now, I know in that section, I kept talking about the winter months that cause the seasonal affective disorder, but this goes for the same if you have the summer version like I do. You just kind of have to, eh, you got to mess with it and tinker with it so that it reflects the summertime. In conclusion, I'd like to say that I threw a lot of information out at you and I hope that it helps you understand seasonal affective disorder a little more than you did before. And I hope it sheds some light on the disorder, no pun intended. So I want to thank all my listeners for listening, and I hope everybody has a wonderful day.